Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Vaughn. Hello. Punts. Hi guys. And from the Essendon board, Eth Dog. Hey fellas and ladies. Ladies, who's the second lady here? <laughs> it's it's SM, but he's not actually on the podcast. But I'm sure it's just a shout out. Yeah, it's a yeah. shout out for SM. Now we're coming off a pretty um for oh, I'd say unlucky at times. Ten point loss to Hawthorne. Vaughn, do you want to give us your thoughts on the game? Yeah, well, the way I looked at it was, I mean, if you have a look at it from a purely statistical point of view, um, it was a very even game. Nothing really stood out. But actually watching it, I didn't honestly think that we were outclassed or, you know, we were outplayed in in any real way. I felt like we probably at the start didn't capitalise as much when we had momentum. Um, I know that the scoring shots were equal, but I just felt as though, I guess some of the goals we missed were ones that I think we would have gotten if it wasn't such a high-pressure game in a 70,000-crowd stadium. But... Yeah, I'm not making excuses. There were some really good standout performances. Kudos to Smith um, for taking for taking Gunston pretty much out of the game. Wait, wait, wait. Smith on Gunston? Wasn't he on Bruce? Rampy, you mean. Oh, sorry, Rampy sorry, Bond. sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Rampy, yeah. Kudos to Rampy. I thought he played a really, really great game. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was... It's one of those games where I don't feel like you can take too much out of it. We played really well in patches. They played really well in patches. So, yeah, on to next week. I'll give my thoughts on the game before we cross over to puns. Look, it was an interesting performance. I think it it was really disappointing that our midfield didn't really get any proper momentum behind it until very late in the last quarter. Like, most games this year, we're not going to see... Kieran Jack, Josh Kennedy, McVeigh all have quiet games. It was interesting watching from the outside. I do want to give a shout-out to Gary Rowan's performance on the weekend, Orioles. A couple of those run-down tackles coming across as the third man in defence. He was really good on the weekend. I think it's... We've been saying it every week since he's nearly been back over the last three weeks, but... This was his, he may not have only gotten much of the ball, but it was his best game by far for us. I, I really rate where how he's playing in the back line and punts, you called it, well done. May as well give us your thoughts on the game. Yeah, well that was one positive to come out of it. I thought Gary played, as you said, his best game for the club. A couple of times he come across in front of Roughhead um, and a couple of times on the wing there, he come up across and smash into the pack. So, obviously, the leg's feeling good and he's getting a bit of confidence um, about himself. As you said, he didn't get a whole lot of the ball, but that'll come with confidence. He did have the nine disposals. A couple of um, times he took off and ran through the middle, um, which he should only get better as time and time goes on. Let's remember, that was his second game off the halfback flank at senior AFL level. So... Um, and as you said, he's run down tackles. Like no one could, could get Bruce last night. He pushed off Grundy, he pushed it off Smith, or he pushed off Malcheski, and Rowan was the one that that um, that got him down. He's um he's a manic tackler, Rowan is, and he's just um he's lost no pace, and he'd have to be one of the best tacklers 
if not at the club, he's probably the best tackler. I thought, yeah, last night was his best game for the club by a mile. Um, to have the midfield get absolutely spanked was it was it was a disappointment. Ben McGlynn um, stood up. Um, besides that, Kennedy Parker, fifteen disposals. Um, McVeigh, twenty disposals, but no influence on the game whatsoever. Jack, twenty-one disposals was was down again. Just um, they just had no influence on the game. A couple of Jack's disposals where he just popped it over the top to um, Jake Lloyd at, at, at the centre half back there. He, you know, put, nearly could have put Jake Lloyd in the hospital. You know, Buddy Hodge coming across and giving him one. Gave it to Rampy in the back line. Um, just just a couple of errors and probably the younger guys too. Harry and Lloyd did a few good things, but when the game was on the line they didn't either of them really sort of you know stepped up to the next level Tippett's obviously not match fit yet he's he's only going to get better um but yeah even Malcheski's you know not many possessions as well it just yeah it was an interesting game I just think um there's a lot to take out of it um as you said midfield wise run off half back it's just um a bit of a dull game and, and hopefully they can uh, pick it up this week against uh against um, Essendon. One thing I do think, I think they moved the ball from, from their back line. I know Longmire said at the start of the week that they didn't want to move the ball from the back line to the forward line um, with ease. Well, there was a couple of times they did that with ease. Um, Birchall coming out of the back line, hit up a couple of targets, and they just ran it straight up there, which was pretty disappointing on transition from Sydney, considering they, they pinpointed it at the start of the week. One player I was actually very happy was our sub-choice on the weekend. Um, Towers showed a lot. Seven disposals in a quarter, a goal assist. He was really, he was pretty effective up on the wing, and he gave a bit of a contest. What were your thoughts on the, that, Vaughn? Uh, well, one bit of play stands out to me with Towers. Um, I can't remember at what point, but it was very late in the fourth quarter, and he, he... You know, he didn't really panic, and he actually took a few guys on, and I thought he won, um, and that was in our forward 50, and I think that may have been, I think that was the goal assist you were talking about, actually. It was a handball off to, it was a yeah, assist to yeah, assist. Yeah, but I just right. thought it was really impressive that, you know, someone who's playing, what, their second game of AFL football, they have the actual guts to to do a play with so much risk at that point in the game, I thought that was very impressive and spoke a lot about his character. Look, I'm, I'm really surprised and I'm a bit disappointed that so many people on the board um, want him want him dropped. I didn't think he was that bad at all. I thought considering the circumstances, he actually played quite well. But, you know, hey, I also saw people calling for goods to be dropped. So, yeah, can't take too much out of that. Okay, Eat Dog. We may as well go for a neutral opinion. What was your thoughts on the game? Um, it was a really good game. I enjoyed it. I thought the umpiring was horrendous, as usual, except for number one, Chris Donlan. He's probably the best umpire in the AFL. Um, the player that stood out to me from a Sydney perspective, as I said before, was Rampy. He absolutely killed Gunston. I I barely saw, uh, saw Gunston from for most of the game. And, yeah, I liked Towers' uh, um, last quarter as well. He, he seemed so calm under pressure uh, 
to me and his <laughs> pace, I think we saw a glimpse of it like, <laughs> um, on Saturday night. He is going to be really, really hard to run down from an Essendon perspective because we haven't... The only player that's quick enough to match him would be Travis Collier. And how tall is Towers? 189 centimetres. Six foot two, so yeah. Six two, yeah. Collier's 5'10", so we've really got no match for him from an Essendon perspective, and he scares me as a player. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to be... It's interesting, actually, to see actually your thoughts on an Essendon or from looking into the Essendon game. Is there anything that you saw Hawthorne do on the weekend that you think Essendon will try and replicate? Um, I think we need to shut down Malchewski. That's it. That's really important to Sydney, in my view, especially with Shaw out at the moment. Um, yeah, he's really the key playmaker for Sydney, and um, I think it was Simpkin did a really good job on him. And he, whereas it may be the Channel 7 commentary team made a really good point about um his uh, lack of influence on Saturday night. Do you think you put Windelick on him? He's been playing mostly off half-back recently. He absolutely killed Port and Collingwood from there. And, yeah, so he was in the back half mostly and it seems to be turning around for him there. Uh, The player we might put on him would be Ben Howard if he's playing, if not maybe Jake Melcham. They're the two sort of possibilities in my head. And Joe Danaher and Tom Bellchambers, they... Obviously, Joe's, uh, Joe's there. They're not playing. They're not going to play. Are not they... even Bell Chambers. Nah, he's been. He's had a. He's re-injured his ankle and is out for another two or three weeks. I think. I thought okay. Joe Danaher would be touching go for this weekend. Uh nah. He only had cracked, two. Um, cracked um, shoulder blade, so he's um, not going to be back for three weeks. I think. Jeez, that's, that's a lucky break for us. Danaher would be a really hard matchup if he's up there with Carlisle. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really have a... We, Carlisle will probably have to play second uh, Ruck as well, which is really unfortunate, unless we decide to make Hooker follow Tippett into the Ruck if Tippett does play as your second ruck. It'll be Sam Reid who plays as the second ruckman. We won't oh. be moving Tippett into the ruck at any point this season. He might take a couple of forward 50 throw-ins, but apart from that, it'll be Sam Reid around the ground. Yeah. We're not going to risk Tippett's knee. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that makes it awkward for us because 
Hook is the ideal matchup for Tippett, and we don't want Patty rocking all day. And, well, we haven't got any other key forwards or who are tall enough to move into the ruck. So who do you think will come in for... Because I heard the Bell Chambers was training, but obviously I'm wrong. You'd know more about that than me. But um, obviously, you will bring in Hardingham. Is that his name? For You probably think uh, for Joe Danaher is another sort of tall forward? He, Hardingham's... Uh, he, he's a pseudo-tall forward. Um, we might he's more of your third tall forward, yeah? Yeah, definitely a third tall forward because he's not very tall. He's um, 184 centimetres, I think, just above six foot, but he plays like a tall. Yep. Uh, or a small. Um, we could use... We could bring, bring in Tate Pez because he's been playing forward in the VFL and the last one, uh, we might bring in is uh, Ariel Steinberg, who who's uh, been absolutely killing it in the BFL this year. He's a rookie listed player, and we have quite a few long term injuries, so we might promote him and bring him in. But he'll probably take a key defensive post if he does come up. I guess um I guess this is probably more of a general question. I've I've watched I think the last two Essendon games I've watched recently have been against the Bulldogs and against Port. Um and I just want to know I guess from your perspective how you think the team's playing because I thought you guys were well I didn't actually watch the game but I'm presuming you must have been great against Collingwood who admittedly aren't at their best right now but you know and then I thought the performance against the Bulldogs was a bit you know, I was a bit lucky because I thought Carlisle really saved you. Um, so, I don't know. Where do you think Essendon are at right now? I think we'll make the eight. I, I think that much is clear because we've, after you guys, we've got a pretty good draw. But our form, we have the habit of doing well against, playing well against good sides and playing poorly against poor sides. So... Uh, but we always seem to manage to take away the wins against the poor sides and not really get over the top against the good sides. Um, the thing about the game against the Bulldogs is we, our defensive pressure, which is normally there, wasn't. We, uh, our defence was shuffled and it, it was a shambles and normally when we score hundred and something points we win by five or six goals against a side like the Bulldogs and from that aspect it was disappointing but yeah if our defence isn't mucked around this week I think we'd be a better chance of putting in a good performance Now I wanted to ask you actually if dog, um, is there any chance that Carlisle could be moved into defence this weekend simply because of Tippett, Franklin, Reed and Goods? I would say no, because uh, even though you have heaps of tall forwards, we, he and Ambrose are pretty much outlast. So we can't afford to go 
that small against. <laughs> Last time we went to <laughs> with a really small forward line, which was against Frio. <laughs> McFarlane and Johnson just had a field day coming off attacks and an old bomber, Ted Richards and Heath Grundy would pretty much do the same if we <laughs> tried that again and our percentage we're only a bit above Adelaide on percentage so we can't really afford to drop those sort of games <laughs> drop that sort of percentage again Okay. Now, um, from a Swans point of view, what players did you want to try and get out and free this weekend? Main imp- reasons we need to improve from the Hawthorne game. Oh, the midfield. Clearly. Parker, um, McVeigh, um, oh, I can name them all. Um, pretty much the, the whole midfield. Obviously, Malcheski, um had a bad game. His runoff um, halfback was... Is pivotal, so he needs to he needs to step it up. Um, yeah, just just pretty much across the board. I thought the forwards played well, so not too worried about that issue. Sam Reed is another one that I was going to ask you about. We'll have this conversation. I know I'm not throwing the you know you know throwing out the window, but is he is it about time they put him at centre half back? Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Um, I don't think we need to bring him into centre half back this weekend. Um, I mean, nah, not, dog not this week, started but... talking about. Essendon not really having many tall forward options. Mm. Let's stretch them down in defence. Yeah, that's exactly right. What about Dustin Fletcher? Is he going to get a gig this week um, with the form that he showed against the Western Bulldogs? Yeah. Yep. Like, he's old. He play. He plays an occasional bad game. It it happens. To, it it doesn't. I don't think it matters that much. With the forward line you've got, we can't really afford to drop tall defenders. Um, He'll probably take Reed this week, and I'd back him to break even against uh, Reed at the very least. You know, thinking about it, um, Fletcher would actually be a decent matchup for Reed. Reed really relies on his agility and his reach, and that's something that Fletcher's relied on in defence for several years now, especially with his go-go gadget Fletcher arm. So, if from an Essendon point of view, you're really... He would actually be an ideal matchup for Reed. Who do you see taking goods? Uh, it'll be the Dempsey or Hibbard. I think uh, Hibbard struggled with him last time, uh, but... He would. Pro- he's probably better on the marking types, but if we want him free to set up our attacks, it, unlike last week, um, he will. We'd probably go Dempsey. Dempsey's got the pace, and I think he's played on goods before. Uh, I can't remember when. I think it might have been that game where Goods missed after the siren, but, yeah, one of them. It's interesting, actually. I'd be very worried um, going ahead as to which um, defender is playing on Goods, because as we saw on the weekend, Wiles is a fantastic attacking option for us right now in the form he's in. His 
struggling defensively. He allowed a lot of Hawthorne's run out of defense was on the directed marking man of goods. Vaughn, do you have any thoughts on the matter? Um, well, I, I thought that Goods probably, well, in all honesty, I actually thought that we let Gibson um, get loose a lot. I didn't actually pinpoint that specifically so much on Goods. I guess I didn't really notice his opponent running off him too much. But that being said, I think at this point, even though, in my opinion, he played probably his best game for us since he's come back from injury, um, I still would prefer him in the forward line um, than in the midfield. But I can't say that I noticed too much defenders peeling off him a lot. Okay, Ponce, um, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, definitely at the ground. You could tell that Goods was um, <coughs> getting run off easily in the first half. He obviously kicked into gear in the second half. But, um, you know, his little cameo, he probably should have had five goals on the board, maybe even six. He missed, He did miss one. Um I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah, he, he might be exploited. Um, maybe not this week. Maybe if they go with Dempsey, Dempsey might get a run on off him. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting one, Goods, because as you said, he can do his first half was was looked terrible to me. He just got ran off easy and didn't look like I was actually calling for him to be subbed. But um, then the second half, look what he did. So it's an interesting prospect, but it just. To be run off like he did in the first half, you know, not good for anyone. I know his straight line running still there, but he can't turn anymore. It's, it's, it's that obvious. There's no way that he'll be playing anywhere near the midfield wing this year, I wouldn't think. Um, he'll just be deep forward like he was. So, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I, I can't can't say what will happen with him. That's, um, that's actually really interesting you say that because, I mean, obviously, you know, watching it on TV, you don't have the benefit of seeing the footage that's you know, not on TV. Um, I guess I didn't really, even in the performances this year, like he hasn't been that great. Um, but, you know, that being said, we were winning. So it did kind of gloss over individual performances. But if that is the case, then, you know, it's almost, it's not worth him playing in the midfield. But where can where can we play him? Like it's he's got to be in the forward line and I just cannot see him being dropped. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't even mind him starting a sub, which um, might be a bit unpopular, but I think... Vaughn, well, would you like to recommend go up to John Longmire and recommend telling him he starts a sub? I don't think Goods will take um, that too well. well. Yeah, I'll go up to John Longmire and you say that, but you have to go up to Goods and tell him. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you get the orders from Longmire and then tell Goods yourself. I, I'm yeah. going to be down here in Melbourne. I'm fine. Yeah, no, you won't be down here in Melbourne, actually. You'll be in Sydney, but, you know, semantics. <laughs> now, I may as well actually go to um, Sure Thing, Worst Nightmare, and, well, final prediction for this week, Vaughn. Okay, um, I just want to say, sometimes I listen back on the podcast, and no one's, everyone's sure thing is that we're going to win, or that we're going to lose. So I'm going to be a bit more specific this time and say that I think Carlisle is going to have a very quiet game. I think he's going to kick a goal. Um, my worst nightmare is unrelated to this week. I hope Hannah's, hope Hannah's isn't ca- um, carrying anything too serious because we showed how much we missed his 
outside running and his inside work, so that's my worst nightmare. My prediction is Sydney by, depends on weather, probably either 20 to 60. Okay. Eve Dog, your sure thing, worst nightmare, and final prediction. Sure thing, Ryder will beat Pike in the ruck because Ryder's form has been excellent this year, and Pike, he's been so so from what I've seen. Um, it, worst nightmare, Buddy does Buddy stuff, <laughs> and. <laughs> Against Essendon specifically. And what was the third one? Uh, final prediction. Final prediction. Uh, Sydney by 15, buddy to kick six. Okay, punts. Sure thing, worst nightmare and final prediction? Sure thing is Luke Parker to bounce back and have 26 disposals and three goals. And worst nightmare... Um, pretty much like every week I've said it's five weeks out from finals now injuries no injuries and final prediction is I think Buddy will kick Buddy will kick four four six and and uh, will win by 33 points okay my sure thing for this week is Towers to get a full game not to be sub my worst nightmare I agree with Vaughn the Hanabry injury I want to hear a decent pro. I know Longmire has said he's only a small chance to play this week, but I do want to hear that he's progressing and will be back the week after. We can't afford for him to be out for too much longer. He's better when he plays a series of games and gets into some form. And my final prediction, I'm going to predict this one's by about eight points. I rate Essendon quite highly, and I think that'll push us all the way. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this wait, week. Wait, 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 wait. Everyone said how much, how many goals they think Buddy will kick. I let's haven't just, yet. Let's, let's specifically choose a number, and the person who is the most off has to do a bet, lose a bet to whoever gets it spot on. Okay, I reckon Buddy will kick three. I reckon he'll kick... I think he'll kick five. And punts? It was four goals, six, correct? Four goals... Four goals. Six, okay. you'll have ten shots on goal on the weekend. Okay, got it. Um, Beef Dog, do you want to be in on this bet? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, anyways, thank you for listening to this week's edition of this one's Big Footy Podcast. Have a great night.